Hey everyone, this week we are reading your emails, unless you didn't send one in, and in that case, we're reading other people's emails. Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 34 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another one of these little things that we do every Thursday. I am your host, Craig Williams, and I am joined at the table with uh, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Uh, Jenny Lenup. Hey. And back on the controls, as always, our producer, Dustin Weist. <laughs> Zabadoo. Something like that, yeah. So uh, I just kind of realized as I was going through the intro that have I been saying addition the entire time instead of edition? Edition. I think edition. You're like, I think it's okay. okay. I think that's just a, a pronunciation thing. You know how to spell it. You know what the word is. It's going to be okay. That's a good point. I don't know. It just kind of struck me as a bit bizarre. Well, today. a lot of things so, you do. I, I know I was going to say, of all the things you do, that's the one you pick out as bizarre. It just, that's what stuck with me today. So that's what I had to bring up. So, of course, uh, this episode, as I already mentioned, we're going to be reading emails. We're even going to be listening to one voicemail. The one voicemail I mentioned on the last email show we did, uh, I finally stopped, decided to be lazy and put it on in. Way to be, It's man. a good one. You know, I, I hope the, uh, the person whose voicemail we're playing is actually very proud of it, uh, just because it is a, a pretty big accomplishment to get your, your voice out on this show, uh, I think. I, it is. I'm trying to... The first I'm, time since we've revamped, right? Yes. Since we've well, done a voicemail. That's a milestone. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it's the voice, first voicemail in ever. It's the voiced ever. one? <laughs> what? It sounded like you were going to say, it's the foist one. I, I started to <laughs> say the that. The one you guys have done. I, I don't know any more accent words. These guys. Yeah. So, emails, they're happening. Uh, I'm attempting to follow along in chat. I'm not, like, looking at my phone and texting. It's just we're using my computer for the slides, so... That's a good point. I don't, I don't want people to be like, that jerk on his phone. <laughs> no, that, that's a really good point. And uh, something we should say uh, for anyone watching uh, live right now, not, not later in the past or listening later in the past, uh, if you have any questions randomly, you want to throw them out there. Rhino is watching, so... Attempting uh, to. Yeah. Attempting to watch. So if anyone actually cares about anything, then maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, and all of that is going to come up. Uh, and just a tiny little bit, but before we get to all that, want to mention just a few things in the top half of the housekeeping. Uh, we mentioned last week on the show our Dizapalooza event that's happening at Universal Studios Florida Diagon Alley, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter yeah. Diagon Alley, to be a little bit more particular. Uh, that already has over 700 people signed up for it, which... It's a massive amount of number, but it can get up to a thousand people going to this event. So there is still time to sign up if anyone wants to do so. Uh, you can find more information on that at disunplug.com, wdwinfo.com, dreams unlimited travel. I kind of butchered that one a little bit there. Uh, Eddie, 
I mean, we've put out uh, about a million links all around on where you can actually find where to sign up for this event. Uh, as for anyone who skipped uh, last week's episode and you don't know about it, we will be having a giant party on December 5th of this year, 2015, inside Diagon Alley, where uh, the the Diz and anyone who signs up for the uh, $75 registration fee will have three full hours inside Diagon Alley, uninterrupted, without day guests and you know the typical people that annoy you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm still going to be there, Craig. <laughs> oh yeah, you you will be there. Uh, but man, you guys sure have a riff. <laughs> man, your relationship is completely in shambles. I'm not friends with any of these two gentlemen outside of this place, by the way. <laughs> That's absolutely Sarcasm. true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going along with it. Well, Dustin uh, and I have a riff going now, too, apparently. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. he doesn't like me, so... <laughs> I blame you for everything. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to like each other. We just have to work together. I'm Switzerland. You're, you're Switzerland? Yeah. Okay, well, I enjoy your... <laughs> neutrality. Neutrality. <laughs> you make wonderful watches. And <laughs> Great. Packages. I love your chocolate. Thanks, everybody. So much to like about Switzerland. Uh, so, yeah, I digress. Three hours inside Diagon Alley for only $75. What else does that include? Well, that includes uh, as many times as you can get on a scrape. A scrape? Wow, I am just That's where you're going to scrape all the <laughs> gum off the floor. Yeah, you get to go scrape gum off the floor. Uh, you can also ride Harry Potter in the Escape from Gringotts if you want to. Uh, I, I personally would more or less enjoy the scraping gum off the floor. But you can do those two things. You can ride the Hogwarts Express back and forth. Hogsmeade isn't going to be open, but you can still ride it back and forth. What's going to be cool about that is that uh, from what I've gathered from uh, what John said uh, the other day was that when you get on the train... Unlike any other time you'll get to experience this, you get to stay on the train and ride right back. Because obviously, oh, yeah. we're, the, the rest of the park's not going to be open. So um, that's kind of a unique experience that you'll be able to have at this party. Oh, yeah. No, I've only got to do that once, and that was at the grand opening. Yeah. So it's definitely a unique experience, and I think it's actually the best way to enjoy the Hogwarts Express. That way you get that experience back-to-back with no interruptions in between. Just see it all right at once. Uh, also... Free butter beer as much uh, as you can drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I think what I've decided to do is like wear some sort of athletic clothes when we go. So like you have one or two, then you do a quick jog around through through a uh, Nocturne Alley or something like I that, and then you have another one. Like, at all. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, who is uh, was it George Costanza's special eating pants. <laughs> I can't remember if that's a reference or not. Wait, uh, no. I think I just quoted Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm sorry for that. You're, you're fine. You're okay. Uh, He's walking out in shame. You can eat as much ice cream as you can enjoy, uh, among other stuff like pumpkin juice. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot happening there. Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees are going to be performing. Cool. It's going to be an amazing time. So if there's still time to sign up for it, but once it hits 1,000, that's over, so make sure you get it before 1,000. Uh, and then also, upcoming events, uh, there's, I think Pete said on this past Tuesday's Disney World show, the uh, group space for our uh, podcast crews on the Oasis of the Season 2016, it's up to 90% sold out wow. in the group space. That is, that yeah, that's crazy. filled up fast. So yeah. 
there is still a little bit of group space to get the best price if you want to sign up and be a part of that too uh uh, the Oasis of the Seas is an amazing ship. Uh, it's it's very very large, but there is so much to do on it, and and we'll it's have, also it's also going to become part of the quote unquote Universal family next year, I believe. Right? Exactly. So uh, it's it's also the perfect time to not only do a podcast cruise, but maybe throw on a little time at Universal too. Maybe make it a uh, a routine later on in life. I don't I don't know what people do with their lives but it's something you could do with your life if that's what you want to do it but the the dates on that is december 4th through the 11th and it's going to be seven nights uh, western itinerary on the oasis of the seas it's going to be a great time uh of course we mentioned it last week too rhino put up a wonderful little video about the oasis of the seas and uh that's the uh, music that was my impersonation of the music and i'm sorry that was fantastic (laughs) that was absolutely spectacular and uh so you can find out more information on that at disunplug.com, Dreams Unlimited Travel, all of those websites that deal with us. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, we uh, we are less than a day away now from the start of our seven and seven type thing. The more I think about it, though, technically it's a four and four. Ooh, four for four. Well, no, not four like for that. four. Yeah. Yeah, because it's four, it's four and, and, four and, and two separate four. things. This got to so, be a clever name. It's four days and then another four after that. I, there is some clever name out there. Uh, I like Land I don't sea. know it. Well, yeah, but that's already the freaking name of it. Oh, you're saying we it's need another clever if it's name. already the name. It oh. needs to have a. <laughs> that's our goal then for the week. That's so Switzerland. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we are starting tomorrow. We're going to be checking into Universal, covering the hotels in depth all of them as well as then going on royal caribbean's enchantment of the seas on a four night cruise uh and that is a package that anyone can book through uh a travel agent maybe dreams unlimited travel unlimited 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 Uh, i'm just so they are limited but you just had to think about it for a second (laughs) just take a sip of my water and pretend I'm going to stop saying dumb things right now. Uh, it can exactly. be booked through a, a travel agent. Uh, any any way, really, that you want to make it happen. But it's part of the universal land sea packages that are available through Royal Caribbean. And uh, coming next year, whenever the new ships are in port, including the Oasis of the Seas, of course, that's whenever you'll be able to do a land sea package on that ship. And uh, we, we will have lots to report on that later on. Um, because we're going to have a whirlwind of a week coming up for us, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on, but it's going to be a great time. So keep an eye out for updates on all that. And uh, we hope you have as much fun with it as we have. I do have a uh, call out here to not like a person, but if anybody knows of a way to get the Dramamine patch, like an easy way to get it, can somebody please let me know, like on the comments on YouTube or something or whatever? I can't figure out how to get it without having to be like, go to your primary care physician. And you can't get, get it behind the counter? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't get it for my cruise like a couple of years ago. So I'd like to use that. I will survive without it. But, you know, whatever. Just makes my life easier. Anyway, that's it. If anyone knows anything. Well, you better figure something out because I have to share a stateroom with you. I don't. And you will not be throwing up. No, I never, I've never in my life thrown up for motion sickness. 
Yeah, you're allowed to throw up from drinking too much. I uh, have done that several times in my life. <laughs> just no motion sickness. That's not going to happen on this trip. Uh, but also for shout outs, I'll save that for later. Uh, I That's all with the top of the housekeeping. We'll, I have uh, some housekeeping. I'll, for the first time in forever. Wow. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Well, okay, so my daughter Margo, who's 15, yes. was at Universal yesterday with her friend yep. hanging out after school because that's what you can do when you live in Orlando. Uh-huh. And um, she encountered the metal detectors at the roller coasters. Uh-huh. Now, I have not had the chance to sit Margo down for the metal detector test um, talk that we probably should have had, so she was a bit unprepared for the idea that there were metal detectors there. And um, she put some stuff in the lockers like normal, but she didn't completely empty out her pockets. I think she still had her earbuds in her pocket or something. And she was confronted by um, one of the team members. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, she's according to her, it was not done very nicely. So I'm thinking that that means, because Margo's very, she's my most mild-mannered child. I'm thinking that means that the team members have kind of been having a rough time of it with people getting sassy with them and maybe there was a you know they've just yeah. kind of got a chip on their shoulder about it at this point what did you mention what ride that she experienced that at uh i do not know knowing margo who is not a thrill ride person it was probably dragon challenge because that is the one that she is most willing to go on the hulk is not her cup okay. of tea no no that's actually uh, going to tie in to one of the emails Perfect. That we're going to be talking Look about too. Look at me. It's uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, because I'm not. Even though uh, it is an email show, and we have one voicemail, and uh, also on on those lines, I'm pulling a couple things from the boards that are stuff that we can absolutely talk about that we probably should talk about. Okay, well then so we can address this in just a minute. Yeah, we are going to address it in just a minute. But it was important to know which attraction because of how they're all set up. So I'll text her now. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Let's just stop paying attention to what we're doing and start texting people. I'm paying attention. Yeah, you I'll are. Just, everyone just pretend I'm looking at chat. That's that's fine. Someone's got to look. So do we think we're ready to read off a first email? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. excited for these ones. Okay, this comes from Stephen in Iowa. Iowa? Iowa. Does he have a... Never mind. Go. Okay. Uh, he starts off by saying salute, which is a very interesting way of saying greetings a sign from what on, I know. Yeah. yeah uh, I enjoy all the episodes and your weekly show has convinced me to change my vacation plans from seven to six days at Walt Disney World and the first half day at Universal with a night at Cabana Bay. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and that's the main reason for my first visit to Universal but if I have the time I might stroll through the other non-Potter sections. Universal closes at 8.30 on Friday, September 18th and I should be at the park from 3 p.m. until closing. Hmm. Here's my question. Will five hours be enough to enjoy the Potterlands and Hogwarts Express, or should I buy a two-day Universal ticket? Uh, well, Stephen, the first things first, thank you for uh, watching and listening, and however you ingest us in any way. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever, go ahead. 
What? I don't he think had you an adverse reaction podcast. to your oh, yeah, you, choice of words. That is the no. correct it you, worked. Yeah. analogy. It worked. Yeah. I would say, I would probably say, Confused? however you choose to ingest our show instead of ingest us. But uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's it's a little cannibal, cannibalistic, yeah. Oh, right, right. Either way, oh, he's ingesting, and uh, we've convinced him to take a crack at Universal and cutting down from a seven-day trip to Walt Disney World down to a six-day trip, uh, specifically for the purpose so he can see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Score. Can I ask? Can I ask you guys at the table just a simple yes. question? And it pertains to this email, and we'll discuss. Can any of you guys imagine going into one of those theme parks or both of the Universal theme parks, and for that day, just seeing Harry Potter and not exploring the rest of the park while you're there? I mean, you're there. I think it would be for me. It would be extremely difficult because in both parks, the Harry Potter stuff is in the back of the park, so you have to go through everything else. And like, from like in Islands of Adventure, you'd be walking through uh, Doctor Seuss area, and like, there's just so much bombarding you visually. And then even at, at um, studios, like, there's just there's a lot. Like, you'd walk probably by you probably see Simpsons and be tempted, you know, or yeah. yeah, like there's. I don't know. I yeah, that's that's a tough. That's a good question, Dustin. Well, I think the good part is they're doing Universal on the very first day, so they'll get in three o'clock to eight thirty, spend the night at Cabana Bay. He's leaving the option opening open for a second day at Universal if he has to, and I think that it's absolutely necessary. First off, and on a Friday. Even though that's technically an off week, it's right before Halloween Horror Night starts. So mm. it's not going to be super busy, but to, you would really have to rush through to get everything done in both Wizarding Worlds in five hours. And most mm-hmm. of that time would be spent in the two uh, lines yeah. for the two major rides. And if he really is a big Harry Potter fan, he's going to want to take time to look at the details because there are a lot of them. And eat. I think. I think you'd probably want more in that amount of time. It sounds like you'd really only have enough for like one eating experience. Whereas, like, I would recommend like eating at one of the two restaurants. Getting your butter beer obviously yeah, is a separate thing. Yeah, getting the ice cream is the best ice cream ever. Like, yeah, if you're going for a true experience, it's just it's not possible. And going back to what Dustin harkened on, I actually have experienced where uh, people come in literally just to see. Harry Potter, and then they leave right after. Granted, that was uh, that was back whenever it was only Hogsmeade, and the specific instance that I'm talking about, it was just a family was literally on the way to the airport, but they wanted to stop off, see everything, not even necessarily do rides, but just see it and then leave, which is a ridiculous amount of money to do that. <laughs> Just but, to do some I mean, window shopping. Yeah, but people people that love this stuff love it. Uh, if you are a big enough Harry Potter fan to cut off a night at Disney World just so you can experience it, it's, it's not enough. And yeah. as it's been said, you're going to walk past so many things here would getting be, back there. Here would be my ideal for a Disney fan. Take the two days, dedicate one day, to um, Universal Studios, dedicate one day to Islands of Adventure. Mm -hmm. And if you so choose, primarily spend the most of your day at um, the respective Harry Potter lands 
um, getting that experience that you were talking about, Rhino, with all the snacks and the yeah. uh, and the ice cream and the drinks and stuff like that. But then you also have the flexibility to go back and forth. You also have the flexibility to explore some of the rest of the park and see some of those other attractions that maybe, just maybe, you didn't know you would be into. Yep. That's what I would recommend for Disney fans. And if Steven... And his family, or just himself, because I don't remember if he said that uh, he was actually going with people. But if he's really concerned about not getting enough time at Disney, he can always just go for that five hours at night and then wake up the next morning, knock it all out real quick using the uh, early park access, and get in, get it done, and still make it over in time, uh, over to Disney in time for dinner. Well, my other thing, too, is that if you're such a big Disney fan, you've... You know what I mean? He's clearly never been here to see this the Harry Potter stuff. So, like, I I I agree with Dustin the sacrificing that second day just because it's stuff you've done. You know, Disney can be done in five days if you've been there before, yeah, multiple times, yeah. yes. and you know what you're doing. Yeah. I think, yeah, and and unless you have a very specific plan of stuff that you're going to do, but I would think that in a new place, it's harder to navigate. It's you get overwhelmed with everything that you're. Um, looking at, and uh, I've lost my train of thought because of that's you. okay. You made you, a Greg. good point. At some point, I tried. So, Stephen, just buy the two-day pass. Be smart about it. Salute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Salute. Our next one comes from Maria from Nowhereland because she didn't give us a location. Maria says, "Hello, Diz Universal Podcast Crews." The mountains of Switzerland, I'm sorry. Yes, the mountains of Switzerland. That's where anyone's going to come from if they don't say where they're actually from. Isn't that where the sound of music is? Or is that Austria? Yeah. Austria. So this is Maria von Trapp. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I, I have her last name. I'm just not going to read it out for her protection and sanity. Uh, although I think I got this one from maybe Facebook. So, anywho, uh, thank you for brightening each week with your informative, funny, and entertaining show. That's definitely a compliment. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. We're entertaining. Uh, I'm a WDW pro, but we haven't been to the dark side in about five years. <sighs> I hate that they say the dark. Yeah, I think I don't want to be mean, but no, I we will help Maria out with as much as we can. But we've got to end this whole dark side thing. <laughs> it's not, if anything, Disney's the dark side because you can't walk around without being thrown into construction all the time or seeing Star Wars related stuff. Exactly. There's. There's only one dark section of Universal, and it's Nocturnale, yeah. and it's wonderful. It's air-conditioned, <laughs> and it's always night in there. I digress. We are planning to stay on-site this summer at Royal Pacific. I have a question about bags, packages, and lanyards at Universal Orlando. I got some great advice about what is allowed on what rides on the disboards, but... I am such an ingrained planner. Now I'm wondering about more detail. I understand that if we want to avoid lockers, a lanyard is the way to go. I'm wondering if you could do a quick segment where you go into the stores on site and show us the lanyard options. I'm also wondering about merchandise purchases. Can we have them sent to the front of the park or our hotel? Also, if we are at some point not planning to do rides that require stowing bags, what type of bags can you take on other rides? A crossbody? Fanny pack? 
I'm really hoping that Julie and JL have some suggestions. As the mom, I know I am going to end up carrying something. And one more segment idea. I really would love a tour of merchandise available in theme parks. <laughs> I know this changes, but it's a fun thing to dream about purchasing. Thanks, and thank you again for all the great coverage of Universal Orlando. Signed, Maria. That's a lot of questions. It was a lot. Uh, it wasn't that much whenever we really, truly break it all down. Uh, because, like, the one thing, the merchandise, uh, maybe one day we'll do that. Uh, absolutely for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter merchandise. I mean, that stuff's so unique that... Right, exactly. And you it changes a, a little bit, but it doesn't change that much. Uh, in terms of other merchandise options, you can pick up some uh, really nifty stuff in marvel with the uh yeah. all the marvel comic oh, book yeah. characters and i mean and it'll terms- feel good to know that when you purchase a marvel toy that you're giving your money to disney yeah, the, yeah. from the dark side <laughs> well, to the lights it's the great circle of life uh, <laughs> and i i'm definitely open open to do it in terms of merchandise i know we've talked about it briefly once or twice before mm-hmm. where Rhino, you love. Oh, I love it. You love opportunity. The yeah, mer- mer- yeah. I think if we, I think if we could just mold that segment into the right format for us, I think we that could definitely be interesting. And we I'd should like definitely. To s- go I'd that like direction. to see what everybody's favorite merchandise yeah. they've gotten over the years. Maybe too. That would be a nice like or like a nice thing. I don't know. I'd be into that. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave that in your hands. Well, Maybe can I? Want- I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say since we've since we've addressed that, I really have to ask a question because I don't understand. How can a lanyard save you from having to get a locker? I don't understand what she's saying there. And maybe that's just my ignorance. Well, if the only thing you're carrying is a wallet, then you can fit a lot of the cards that you need. Cards, not cars. Cards that you need in um, the little thing that hangs at the bottom of the lanyard. Yeah. It's like, you know, wearing okay. your wallet. Yeah, so let's just jump into the uh, the question here. As far as the, the lanyards... Uh, if we could do a quick segment to go in stores on site and show lanyard options, we don't really need to do that because, and no offense, but uh, you can buy a lanyard basically every five feet yeah. at Universal, and it starts from before you even get in the park. They will have, mm-hmm. they have team members standing, standing outside, outside. Yeah. holding the lanyards yep. or with a cart with the lanyards right beside the ticket booth because lanyards can come into play for exactly what JL said. Uh, If you don't carry a lot, if you just want your ID, a credit card, and then a park ticket Mm -hmm. or an express pass, then you can just, you can easily fit that all into one. Or even even cash. I mean, obviously you can put, you know, dollar bills and stuff in there too, although I'd rather go with the credit card, but. Yeah, and these lanyards are. Receipts. Exactly. No, these lanyards are your standard lanyard type object that goes around your neck and then it has a plastic attachment on it and the plastic is very stretchy so you can fit more than you would actually mm-hmm. think you can get in there so it's also a good way to keep everything dry in case you go on the water rides so that's a good point i didn't think about that too i i like to keep cash in my pockets and i put it in my shoe get it so soggy. you always end up with soggy dollar bills yeah i never carry cash <laughs> It's not a smug thing. I just sounds like it. No, I just just don't carry cash. I'm gonna lose it, and then I'm never gonna have it anymore. That is true. That is the sad part. Because you pull stuff out of your pocket, it falls out of your pocket. Somebody's gonna grab it. Yeah. So lanyards, literally, open your eyes up, look around. You will find a lanyard. You will find them uh, dedicated to SpongeBob, 
Seuss, Halloween Horror Nights, if that's happening, Mardi Gras, if that's happening, any of the mm-hmm. holiday activities, if that's happening, Transformers, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, literally every... At City Walk, you can get non-universal lanyards. I think they have, like, My Little Pony and, like, something else I Brownies. saw. Oh, yeah, no, Brown. they... Brown. So that kind of answers my question, then. So this is, in, in terms of getting a lanyard to avoid going into lockers, that's for people who aren't going to be carrying their keys and their phones and all, all this extra right. stuff. That's for, you know, small items like credit cards and paper and stuff like that. I would recommend getting that anyway. Honestly, uh, because and I know they've gotten better about it, but Universal still, they're not on the magic band system. You do have a room key and you do have a park pass or maybe an express pass. If you're on the dining plan, you've got 50 cards around to pay for your meals. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just in general, with the lanyard, it's definitely easiest if you're actually staying on site to get the most out of it because anyone coming in as a local, you know, you're going to want to have your keys on you so that way you can get back into your car and your house and all those important places. And uh, so that's whenever you're going to have to definitely start using a locker and a lanyard isn't as important, but for people who just aren't organized, yeah, lanyards buy them. They're not that expensive, only like five or six bucks make the investment. Uh, But for merchandise purchases, instead of carrying around them, carrying them around all day, can we have them sent to the front of the park or the hotel? Does anyone know the answer to this? Tell us, Craig. I do, but I want to hear it from you. Oh, okay. No, I only know this because of a story involving Dustin. I was told that that they do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, Just just like over at Disney, if that's where you're more familiar with, uh, they do package pickups. So uh, if you're staying on site, you can let them know, and they'll have it delivered over to your hotel. Or uh, if you're just a day guest and you buy something extravagant, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, say one of the stupid brooms that they sell that literally can't fit into a locker or anything, and you look ridiculous carrying it around to begin <laughs> with, uh, then you can just have it sent to the front of the park, and it will be waiting for you as soon as you are finished with your day at Universal. What was the story, though? No, the story was, uh, and uh, uh, you can't see it in Rhino's camera, but hanging up back there, there's some of those uh, universal plushes. You know, uh, over by the Simpsons, oh, yeah. they have the uh, the sideshow games where you, you know, toss the ring on the bottle and yep. stuff like that. And so I won a couple of those big plush things, and they uh, she offered to uh, send those back to the hotel for me, which was nice. Oh, yeah, I was with you for that, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and that's... That's another critical thing. It's uh, as long as it was acquired at Universal, then then they'll take care of it for you. Uh, if you just don't feel like carrying around your jacket anymore, <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, just throw my jacket in there and staple it up and send it to the front. It doesn't. I, you know what I'm I'm seeing with uh, Universal? It's actually more of a necessity now than it even is at Disney because yeah. if you're going to purchase these things, there's going to be some rides that. They're not permitted on, and if the lock, like you were saying, if the lockers aren't big enough to accommodate them, I would think that they would need to provide something for you um, to to hold your whatever your merchandise, so that you can still go on the rides. Oh, I'm always on board with the package pickup, especially on rides that you can take your bags on, especially over at Disney. You talked about it at one point in time, getting on like Space Mountain and people having to shove a bag. Well, people leave their stuff in the vehicles yeah. all the time too. I And if I'm buying something that 
is really nice and I really don't want it to get damaged or anything, I'm not going to carry it around all day. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes lines at guest services or wherever you pick it up. I don't know the answer to that one. I'm guessing it might be around there. Uh, but I'm sure if you ask the person who's taking it for you, they will tell you where you can pick it up. Yeah. When, when we do the merchandise segment, we can include that in there. Where did you pick it up, Dustin? Where did I pick it up? They, yeah. uh, Man, it's been a while. It was like last Halloween. So uh, it was either at the front desk of the hotel or at the merchandise location at the hotel. It was one of the two. Okay. I, I can't remember. But Okay, so yours actually went back to the hotel. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about the in the parks. I'm not sure. Cool. Should have did more research first. But did. do it. Uh, Should have done it. Uh, take advantage of it all the time. Unless you're buying a magnet. Don't send a magnet to the front of the park. That's just being lazy. <laughs> uh, also, if we are at some point not planning to do rides that require stowing bags, what types of bags can you take on other rides? A crossbody, fanny pack. Those were her only two suggestions. It's usually just whatever fits between your feet, right? No, because some rides is no feet. It's the, you know, like, it's not, they take your feet. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> there's, like, I, the, oh my God. You're Escape, the, Harry, the Harry Potter castle. Forbidden Journey. Harry Potter no and the, yeah, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. There, my God, just stop. <laughs> I will help you get the words out. Help me, Craig. Me. Switzerland. Help you. Uh, for a ride like Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, you do have options if you still want to bring a bag type object onto the ride. Uh, basically, as she referred to it as a fanny pack, I don't call it that anymore just because I've learned that fanny is not appropriate in some countries. So <laughs> I like to call it a waste bag. Uh, and specifically, it <laughs> sounds very medical. That doesn't sound much better. My it's, waist it's a waist pose. bag. Waist it sounds it's, medical. It's a bag that <laughs> goes around sound your medical. waist. <laughs> it sounds very medical. How about a waist sack, then? <laughs> no, no. You're missing the point. What should we call this stupid thing, then? An ab- abdominal abdominal uh, satchel. <laughs> An absatch. An absatch. <laughs> so, hashtag absatch, guys. You got so, your absatches with you today? <laughs> <laughs> Go out and buy yourself a good old-fashioned absatch. They're coming back into fashion. Um, I, I'm going to admit so something not. right now. You have one. Yeah. Maybe you use it. And, I, well, I went uh, to Puerto Rico a couple of years ago, and um, everybody was using them there, but they don't wear them around their ab area. They wear them like on the back, like uh, like a sling bag. And oh, I was weird. like, "What's?" It was weird. And and so I noticed that they started selling them at a lot of places here, mm-hmm. and and it was really big. So I was like, "You know, I'm going to get it." I would, did not wear it like that. I wore it like Han Solo down low, and on you know on the side, how he wears his his gun, his a blaster. Master. Excuse well, me. <laughs> um, but I I only use it because I am embarrassed of them. Uh, it's a stylish one, but it's um, I only wear it to Universal specifically because I didn't want to take my I didn't want to lose my cell phone or my card or anything like that when I went on Forbidden Journey. So I would wear it and like on my side and like if I have a shirt, I just pull the shirt. We're over getting it, into know. theme park fashion yeah. here. Um, yeah. I I actually like the idea of the cross bag. I have backpacks that are just the one strap that you wear across. I always find them really helpful. In the strap, sometimes there's actually a pocket that you can put things in so that's right there to grab stuff out of. Oh, yeah, I've got a bunch of those. Um, I don't do ab satchels. 
Absatch. I'm going to bring Absatches. it on the show and and show you guys. Well, I gave that up in the 80s. My favorite thing that I do now is uh, is just the traditional backpack, two straps, and what I do when I'm strapping. <laughs> I am double strapping. Um, what I do. What I do when I go on the rides is, you know, obviously take it off my back so that I can lean in the back of the seat. But then I will put it in my feet. But then to make sure that nothing gets jostled around too much or that I lose it, I put my legs through the straps so that they're still hooked and attached to me and I can't lose them. And that also helps me not to forget them when I'm leaving the vehicle because otherwise I'll trip when I get out. Forbidden journey, you don't have to take the the ab satch off. Well, that's where I was going with all this. You have a couple of different options. Obviously, you have the lockers. That's where you're going to have to place your backpacks and anything a little bit larger. Uh, if you do have an ab satch, you... <laughs> I can't... We, are, we actually so... are... It's, this, is, this is a thing now. I'm, I'm it gonna, is, it I'm just totally, rolls off the tongue, you know? You guys it's know totally the new thing now. <laughs> Call it Debbie. Hashtag ab satch. Uh, if... <laughs> if you have an absatch, you can wear it on rides like Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. If you show up to the front entrance wearing it as a crossbody like you described, mm-hmm. and then not that I know this from experience, and then they try to pull it off a crossbody and then tie it around like a normal absatch, that's not going to fly. So it has to be a 100% always used as an absatch. Yeah. Uh, and that's the case on that. And then if you don't want to put something like your phone or a wallet or a, uh, a wristlet in a locker they and you feel the, more comfortable, they, they have do the have hidden compartments in the back of the seat. Exactly. And, but then, but you don't go, forget it when you get off yeah, the ride. Uh, yeah. Uh, other rides that, other rides that require lockers, you usually can get away with a satchel as long as it's not going to impede on your, uh, an ab satch, sorry, not just a satchel. You can get on those rides as long as they don't uh, compete with the harness coming down on you. As long as mm-hmm. you can still be secured safely inside, then you'll be fine with it. But for the most part, uh, you know, the rides that you can take your bags on, it's always usually large enough that you can fit everything in, like Spider Man and Transformers. <laughs> you can, you're you're absolutely fine on that. So. I know that was very confusing, and a lot of different things just happened there, but I think we answered all the questions. <laughs> we just started a new trend. Yeah, hashtag yeah. absatch. And I'm going to, you know what? I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it when we go to the land of the sea event. That's hashtag A-B-S-A-T-C-H. And look for Debbie. Debbie's my, the name of my absatch again. <laughs> okay. I, I do have a question from the board whenever you're... Yeah, let's go with it. Okay, so Jillian, she spells her name with a G, but it's pronounced with a... We all know who Jillian is. You're the only one who doesn't know Jillian. um, She says, going to Dizapalooza, would it be worth it? um, Would it be worth it, or would I have enough time to go to Universal during the day and see the other HP stuff, Simpson stuff, or am I crazy? No, she should do that. I I think that's a great idea, because then you can just save Diagon Alley for the end, Yeah, and that's where all the crowd's going to be. Yep. Just... I would say do it because like it's a fun park. I mean, I. What, you, what yeah. is your hesitation? I don't. I thought I already had this discussion with her at one point in time that I would show her around <laughs> all oh, this see, stuff. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Maybe she forgot. Maybe I forgot. Pay attention. Maybe Jillian. that was for a different trip. Either way, yeah, you'll be able to handle it all, Jillian. Calm down. Uh, 
<laughs> so it's a good thing we've answered two emails already. <laughs> yeah, thirty-eight you know, minutes in. This was going to be a slow, a slow and easy show. We uh, got distracted by the apps. Here, here's the thing, though. This next one is more of a comment than a question, so there won't be really a lot of discussion with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one comes from Ali from Switzerland too. Uh, hi guys, love the show, long time listener. I am writing because on a recent show you were offering restaurant recommendations. While each of you had excellent suggestions and I agree with all of them, you failed to mention my very favorite dining option on property, The Kitchen. Located inside the Hard Rock Hotel, The Kitchen is an all-time favorite for many reasons laid out below. Number one, the indoor-outdoor seating. This is particular in the night particularly nice in the spring. Number two, before you have even ordered your drinks, you are presented with platter with a platter covered with a hot I I don't know if her wording's <laughs> off, but you get cornbread and soft baked pretzels. Yum. Uh, number three, the wine and drinks list. The wine list in particular is really extensive and excellent. Number four, the open kitchen concept. You can even sit up at the bar and watch them cook your meal. Five, the food. The food is really, really good. The kitchen features American cuisine freshly made to order. On certain nights, they have a buffet for the kids along with some walk-around characters. So if you're interested into that, be sure to plan and pick a night beforehand. However, if you're not into that, the character interactions are so casual and relaxed, they don't really interfere with your meal and add to the excitement. Hmm. Number six, the dessert. If you like chocolate, you can order the most giant, massive slice of chocolate cake you have ever seen served on a guitar pick. They have a great variety of other cases. Cakes? Cakes as well. I believe it came out cases, but I believe she didn't mean cakes as well. Or if you would prefer ice cream, head next door to the ice cream parlor slash marketplace where you can order some Emac and Bolio's ice cream, which is some of the best ice cream I have personally had anywhere. In short, if you haven't checked out the kitchen, be sure to add it to your plans for your next trip. We try to squeeze it in each time we visit Universal and have yet to be disappointed. I just thought you and your listeners might want to know that. Thanks again for the great show. Keep up the great work. I think you need to ask her to be a, a blog writer. Yeah. Contributor for the site. That was, you basically just read a blog post. Yeah. Well, it was, a uh, all of her points were extremely great. wonderful. Yeah. And I, I know all of us, I believe, except for Rhino has actually eaten at the kitchen. You know, she missed one very important point and it's my number one reason for going to the kitchen is the alligator bites. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, are we going there this this weekend? Oh, well, that's a great plug for our uh, whatever we're calling it now. A four and four or a seven <laughs> four and, and seven. Four. four and four or Hashtag a seven abs. and seven. <laughs> With abs uh, We will be doing a review of the kitchen coming up. Uh, I can already tell you that it's probably going to skew a bit on the positive side just because I know at least I love the kitchen. Dustin loves yeah. the kitchen. I think you fed your kids the massive piece I, of cake. That, yeah, for the next three days. Yeah, my so. family was my family was nourished by kitchen leftovers. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't mention it on that show where we talked about food. But the kitchen—it's a great place. Anyone should check it out if you really like to eat a lot of good food. Um, why don't we go ahead and play our lone? voicemail that's coming up i believe it's from doug, doug. yeah from doug here we go here this next one coming up is from doug <laughs> well crew it's doug soulfan 68 on the forums and uh just wanted to run a quick question by you might be a quick question but the answer might take a while i'm not sure we're pretty much a diehard disney fan and have spent 
you know, all of our Orlando vacations in the past in the Disney bubble. So we're thinking about taking our first trip to Universal. My wife is a big Harry Potter fan. My son loves Transformers and the Marvel characters. But my question is this. Is there enough at the two Universal parks to keep us entertained for a full week? That's my question. I'll be looking for the answer. Thanks so much. Bye. I'm I'm going with no. For an entire week? I'm um, saying no. Um, five days or seven days? What are we talking here? Oh, that's a good point. Well, we don't know I if guess you didn't that say. Is a, I mean, like, if you want to throw in some days that you're just going to hang out at your resort, then I'm going with yes. But if you're just going to be, if you're just looking for entertainment from the parks, I think that you could get five days. And by that fifth day, you're going to be, yeah, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would only recommend that long of a vacation during either Mardi Gras or Halloween Horror Nights. That's the only reason oh, I can see point. spending yep. that much good time point. there. If they've got the extra events going on, that would be an added... Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yep. I mean, if you're staying at Cabana Bay where you don't have uh, you don't have your Express Pass, then you are going to be waiting on lines if you're not planning on buying it. But five days, really... That's a long time to be at Universal. However, oh, go ahead. Sorry. He also basically described that his family enjoys every single thing in both of the parks. So if you enjoy everything, then you're going to want to keep going back on stuff. I mean, we're kind of jaded in that as locals at this point because we don't need to keep going on everything over and over. But I think back to... Well, there are quite a few rides at Universal that have repeatability uh, to them. So in that regard, if that's what you want to do, if you want to repeat things, then sure, you'll be happy. But if you're not wanting to repeat experiences, it's a week is a long time. But for for these vacations where people, uh, you know, they don't come often or rarely ever repeatability is such a big thing. Like I just think of myself, if I'm going out to Disneyland, there's only two parks there, but I would flat out say, yeah, I could spend a week there. I would literally ride everything over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's, I remember childhood trips coming to Disney world where if it was like extra magic hours, we would just sit on splash mountain for as long as they would (laughs) let us ride over and over again. It's a lot about repeatability. Isn't, are the rides good enough to ride over and over again? But if they're special to you, then you're going to want to do them over mm-hmm. and over again. So with that said, I think we're still in the agreements. Uh, five too- days probably at most, unless you're going to do a lot of time uh, enjoying the hotels, yeah, the pools, pull hop around to all the hotels, because that's an option if Extra you're staying on property. Like, for example, park. if like yeah. Dustin said, if you're doing <clears throat> Halloween Horror Nights, then yeah. you're going to be um, up really late one night, maybe not wanting to get up so yeah. early the next morning. And, you know, in that in that sense, it could maybe stretch out over a week, but... Okay, next moving on, Michelle from St. Louis. We have a uh, we have a name for that place. Uh, hello, we are in the process of planning a trip to Universal for November. I am planning to have a check-in date on November first and out on November fifth. I know that November first is the last Halloween Horror Night, so the parks will close early. If we get in around one p.m., do you think we could spend a few hours in the parks the day before they close? 
Then we plan to go to Margaritaville for dinner. How crazy will it be that Sunday? Will things calm down a lot at the parks the rest of the week since the parties and Halloween activities are done? Is this a good time to go? I am planning to book Cabana Bay so we don't we won't get front of the line, but we will get in an hour early to the parks. Should I go ahead and book now or wait for a fall promo to come out? So far, they do not have any promos for my fall dates except for early entry. The price is quite a bit cheaper than Disney for the same time frame, so I'm happy with the amount that I saw on the website for a standard room and three-day park-to-park tickets. We also plan to go to Epcot for the Day for Food and Wine Festival. I cannot... I think she meant to put in wait to be in Orlando in the fall and not go to... Or I cannot be in Orlando in the fall and not go to Food and Wine. We will probably do that on Tuesday or Wednesday. If I book a universal vacation package now, can I apply a discount when it comes out like I can at Disney? Thanks with all your help. With all our universal planning, we have not been to Universal since the the uh, Dizzapalooza event that Pete held a few years ago at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That was awesome. Had so much fun, but now I want to see all the new stuff. Thank you, and I love listening to your podcast. Okay, that was a lot, but the two things that I caught, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's a perfect time of the year to go. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I think that it's also spending a lot of money to just be in the park for a few hours before it closes for Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Here's my opinion on it. First off, yes, it is a perfect time of year to go. Uh, It can start to get very chilly in late October, early November. So... For locals... (laughs) I I, have never been cold at that time of year. uh, Whenever we went to Halloween Horror Nights on November 1st this past year... It was cold? It was probably about Mm -hmm. 40 degrees. Well, I hope it is cold. I'm, 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 a, I like it cold. So yeah, no, I, I enjoy it cold too. I know if you're coming in from out of town and expecting warm weather, you might not like it as much. But I think it's the most comfortable temperatures during the day, and then it gets just a bit chilly at night. Uh, however, it can also be moody with the temperature, and it can be ninety, hundred degrees still. I don't think a hundred, but it can be in the nineties. <laughs> That's a little bit far fetched. I would so, say eighties, but yeah. Okay, just keep correcting me. Keep correcting. No, me. when I moved here, the first year I moved here, I, I moved in September, and that was the year that it was like ninety degrees until Christmas, and it was like record high heats. And then I think it wasn't last year or the year before I had another like record high heat at that time of year. And I'm just always like, I want chilly weather for Halloween. Uh, Lord, will it die down that week after Halloween Horror Nights is over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it'll die down every week. Uh, going to Margaritaville for dinner, will it be crazy on a Sunday? Margaritaville's crazy every freaking day of the yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the weekends, it's one of the most busy places at City Walk just because everyone knows the Margaritaville name. They, uh, they, it's just a safe bet for everyone to go to, kind of like Hard Rock Cafe, too. Yeah. There's yeah. no questions about it. So it will be busy. However, that being said, I've only the longest and it's sad that I waited an hour for Margaritaville before, but I have waited an hour and it usually doesn't get that much. At least you can wait at the bar across the street. It was for a special event with a group of friends. So we were stuck in that one. Uh, And the final really question out of this is, can you apply promos after, uh, after they come out like you can over at Disney and, the answer to that is yes, you can apply any promos that might come out. However, Universal usually doesn't have that many promos. I mean, they do, but typically all year round, 
they have they have a big deal going out at least whether it's for hotel only or a special package so if something were to come out yeah you can apply it to it so go ahead and book now uh but don't know if anything's actually going to come out so you'll just have to wait and see on that cool okay uh we are winding down here we'll go through uh two short ones uh Real quick here, just because it kind of ties back. And again, uh, this one comes on Twitter from Farunk. Mm, yeah. That's a real name. That's right. Uh, actually, no, before I go into that, I didn't finish it. We started talking about Halloween Horror Nights and going in at 1 o'clock and waiting to it. I would not go to Universal Studios that day. I would just go over to Islands of Adventure. Typically, they'll be open till about 8 o'clock, so you'll get a little bit more time in than you would at Universal. And it won't be as busy. So... That goes into Farunk's question. How are daytime crowds during Halloween Horror Nights time frame? Are daytime crowds affected much? Uh, you sound like you said day crying. Day crying. <laughs> I did. Uh, that's that's what I said. I do that quite often. Uh, I do it a lot. Uh, Farunk, daytime crowds, it's pretty busy still. A lot of yeah. people are willing to just Push pay that pay. extra money and then do... Because sometimes... Uh, Sometimes people will only go for the morning and skip Halloween Horror Nights or they'll do the buy your day pass and then Mm -hmm. upgrade for a discount. Mm -hmm. So, Well, and there is actually a little bit of an advantage to going to the park during the day and then staying all the way through Halloween Horror Nights. They have like a corralled area where they have you stand for a little bit while they're clearing out the park and getting ready for Halloween Horror Nights. And then when they let you out, you can avoid the whole crowd that's going through the metal detectors at the front of the gate. Which I hate that part. Really? So, yeah. Mm hmm. Daytime crowds uh, or day cry crowds could be, <laughs> could be bad. Uh, and then our last one that we're going to throw in comes from Genevieve on Twitter, Jen Tweeting. And it is my viewer question is what do you think is the most undervalued part of Universal, i.e., a show most people hate but we love? Hmm. So undervalued, underappreciated. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. It's a tough one. Um, I I don't know. Don't make me go first. I got to think. Oh well, I would probably. I don't know. At my current state of mind right now, where I'm at, I would probably say my most undervalued one that I love this day of this week would probably be disaster. That's that's a good that's a good choice. I think it's funny. It's yeah, I'd go. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, with rumors that it's going to be leaving for the Fast and Furious attraction. Oh, no. Because that's, that's the talk this week, is that that show building will be gone, as well as Beetlejuice. And that's where Fast and Furious will go. Uh, hmm. we got to do that show then before, because yep. we, to- we said when we started the show, we were going to go, I'll go see the Beetlejuice, right? Wasn't that a thing? Well, that's for our next Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, cool. Do. So... I'm going to say the, the Go ahead. sorry, the, I think the special effects horror makeup show, like I, I like that it's there. I think it's funny. I, I mean, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I'd have to revisit it, but I, I like that there's a show related to like movie making still. So it's, oh, yeah. it's fits in the theme and it's a nice little area. Yeah. People don't typically hate it, but it definitely is underappreciated. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have two of them and I'm the way, the reason why I'm saying under valued is simply because I never have to wait in a long line for these rides, although I do think that they are appreciated. 
That would be the E.T. ride and the Dr. Seuss Cat in the Hat ride. I don't usually ever have to wait in a line for those. And I think they're fantastic attractions. I would agree with you, J.L. I almost said E.T. too, but then I was like, no, people love E.T. People but do you're love right. E.T., but like there a, is never a line for yeah. that thing. For me, it's, uh, I mean, and this is just because it's spur of the moment, but this is what I can think of. Uh, for me, it's the uh, uh, Lucy attribute. Oh, yeah. Um, just because I, I never even thought about it. It was just never on my radar, and I walked into it one day, and I was fascinated by it. I mean, it really is just like a little one-room museum to Lucy and I Love Lucy and stuff like that. But if you're into that at all, it's uh, it's really cool. You should, yeah, check it out. I keep forgetting to go and do that because that's something I haven't done yet. So, Oh, God, yeah, you got to get on that. Well, that's going to do it for uh, these questions, at least, that we had. So uh, just to wrap up all of our housekeeping, uh, make sure you go out and follow all of the Diz family on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those cool places where you'll find links to that in the show notes. Um, and feel free to leave comments on us, uh, comments on anything we do, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, etc. Go ahead and send us any emails you might have that you want us to answer at uopodcast at disunplugged.com. And then also you can leave a voicemail for us at desunplugged.com slash contact that's where you'll find our email address as well as the way to actually record a voicemail for us uh and uh yeah just get in touch with us however you can we love hearing feedback it makes our jobs a lot easier and also butters us up to continuing <coughs> to want to do this for another day yeah yeah, yeah. somebody just said a nice comment in the thing where they said Oh, bummer. The show goes by so fast. That was Gus Green. That was nice. That was. Okay. Thanks, it Gus. went by it went by fast for me too. Yeah. I have yeah. to say, I didn't expect it to, but with that, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be back next week with another episode. Okay. <laughs> another episode that won't be live because we will be in the middle of seven and seven so uh check us out no yeah we will yeah next week we'll be back again bye ruby and eve <laughs>